Thanks for listening to the Von Hessler Doctrine podcast. Remember, you can hear the show from 4 to 7 on 95.5 WSB and follow the doctrine on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter for even more content. Live from the heart of Atlanta, Georgia, and beyond, Hour One of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins right now. I am your lovable, huggable radio chat host, Eric Von Hessler. The other voices you hear are the doctrinaires. Man of a thousand voices, Tim Andrews. Lady of 184.7 characters, Autumn Fisher. The man behind the glass, George Clark. And the handsomest producer in all of producery, Jared Yamamoto. And I'm glad, Eric, that you were able to celebrate your favorite president in private yesterday. Rutherford B. Hayes. Yes. <laughs> My, I love this president so much, I, it almost takes on an erotic nature. Pants back up. I was a president. <laughs> or really, lower the camera. I really don't know much about Rutherford B. Hayes, but he was in a haze. Haze yesterday. Is, I was in a haze. I was in a daisy hazy <laughs> Rutherford B. A haze Hayes. Haze, eh? That's what I was. <laughs> I oversaw the end of Reconstruction. That's yeah. That's what I did. I have no. He's just got the best name of any president. Unless I'm forgetting one that's better. Rutherford. That's pretty awesome. And then you put in the, the middle what about initial. Millard Fillmore? Millard Fillmore <laughs> is up there. Yeah, I don't so like strange it. first names. Rutherford. I guess back then yeah. there were a lot more Rutherfords. They called me Ruth. I would think they'd be more yeah. likely to call you Ford. They didn't, they? though. No, that's right. They meant to name him Russ, but and, they yeah. had a Russiford? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they throw the middle uh, initial in there. As, was there another Rutherford Hayes out there? There was a famous actor at the time. <laughs> And I had to put the B in there so they wouldn't confuse me. Actually, uh, I took yesterday off because I went down a rabbit hole trying to do... I mean, I was doing everything I could with no success to find just one review of the movie Madam Web that doesn't say it sucks. <laughs> and I apologize to the audience. I just got lost in there. I have... So I, was, uh, wanted to, you know, I got my love of Rutherford B. Hayes going. And then my, I've, I'm really becoming one of these people with the, uh, the YouTube algorithm will tell you something about yourself. And I get a lot of stuff where people are talking about how much Marvel sucks <laughs> and how much uh, uh, the, the Sony version of Spider-Man, the last two, Morbius and Miss Madam Web. It makes me question myself. It's like, well, well is the algorithm say, hey, you like to watch people make fun of bad movies. And that, well, that's not so bad, right? That's entertaining. <laughs> But I haven't seen it. I don't know who would go see this movie at this point. I did find one good review. I just found two. I want to hear. Really? You found one, huh? The Mary Sue. Oh. Which is apparently. So <clears throat> the whole thing from the Mary Sue point of view about all of this, what we consider woke movies and, you know, the Eternals and all these movies that are failing, the Marvel movies. Because basically this movie is a female Spider Man, right? Nah, kind of. They can't say they can't no, say Spider Man. What's worse than that is that uh, it's just apparently just an awful movie. It doesn't matter. It's just bad. If from what I read, it just it just seems like it was written by a twelve year old or something. I, I've I've my son saw it. He told me the same thing that I've read in other reviews, which is it just seemed like 
no one from the actors to anyone that was, you know, director, cinematographer, CGI people, uh, uh, catering, no one, everybody phoned it in. That's like where nobody cares about anything. But, uh, you know, all these, uh, the, the, the woke movies and everything, they, they come back with, because a lot of it has to do with what we're going to make female superheroes and all that kind of stuff. And they come back with this idea that men just can't handle it. Mm. But Madam Web made $26 million worldwide on a, f- didn't that weekend start on Wednesday, President's Day? At least Thursday, a very long yeah. weekend. Yeah, holiday weekend. And that means women aren't going to see this. This, this is something that, it, what was the last one? The um, uh, Not Miss Marvel. What was that one called? Marvels. The Marvels. As badly as it did, and it did very poorly because of all the woke stuff. People just thought, oh, this is going to be terrible. It turned out to be terrible, apparently. But when they looked into the demographics of the people who went to see it, by far more men went to see this movie than women. They wanted to see Brie Larson. I, for whatever reason, or maybe men just kind of like superhero movies better. Yeah. Maybe as a demographic, not as individuals, when you paint with a broad brush, obviously there are plenty of women and girls who like superhero comic books and stuff like that. But when you go to, statistically speaking, maybe they're trying to sell a product to a demographic that doesn't want it. The, the, there are more women in this country than men. But the media will never go there. So you have to have, you know, the curmudgeons on YouTube. Because the entertainment weeklies and all these things that used to be magazines but now exist in the cloud somewhere will never tackle this. Maybe they're trying to force something to a demographic that simply doesn't want it. Autumn, have you gone to see any of these? You're kind of into this kind of stuff, I would think, a little bit. You have two kids. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not into any of those superhero (laughs) things. Are they yet? no, not really. They're they're into like Harry Potter. Okay. okay. Um, but the old yeah, stuff. I I what's that? I said the old stuff. Yeah, the old stuff. Well, that's my thing. Really, is like, I'm I'm kind of a purist in those ways. It's just like with ice cream, you know. Like I don't want ice cream with all kinds of garbage in it. You know, I just want like a really good vanilla. Agreed. You know, or really or chocolate. good chocolate. Yeah. yeah. No gummy worms. Yeah. On not your like ice cream. Pretzels and gummy yeah, worms and like either. a peanut butter ribbon it's like i don't need any of that and i feel like a lot of these remakes of movies and like franchises and stuff it's just it's too much just make one good movie or 12 bad ones and again people point this out all the time when did alien come out 81 or something let's see 79 strong female character but it wasn't part of any of the marketing right everybody loved the movie because it's just a good movie it's a great movie (laughs) yeah Maybe if you want people to go see a movie, make great movies. There's no way that men are deciding not to go see great superhero movies <laughs> because they have female leads. Right. That's I'm just sure that there possible. are those people out there, but that's sure. not the reason why just it's like, not what, doing well. Just like there are girls and women who love superhero Like, Like there's all kinds of people. But when you talk about statistically speaking, also, and I don't know why we've opened up with movies... But I think another thing that's going on with these huge Marvel-type movies, I know this is by Sony, but it's a weird Marvel character, and they can't say the name or whatever. I don't really <laughs> understand it. <laughs> yeah, but weird. if you've noticed lately, a lot of, you don't know who the director is. What they do is they go and find a director who's had some kind of independent film that's done really well, 
And then they they move them from the minor leagues. Like it's like going from uh, from Double A to the majors. I forget who won the who, who won the uh, World Series last year. Was it the Astros again? No, no, it was the Texas Rangers. Okay, so it's like going from single A ball to the Texas Rangers in the middle of their World Series run. Now, if you do that, that player is going to listen to the manager of the team a lot more than your biggest star player, right? Your biggest star sure. player is because he knows how to play baseball. He knows it's a team sport. But the, the, the guy at the top might talk back to the manager and say, I see where you're coming from, but I see this. And the manager might go, oh, you know what? We're both baseball minds. You're seeing, you know, let's, you can kind of go back and ultimately knowing the manager's the manager. I think that these studios are spending so much money on these $200 million movies that they don't want a director that's going to tell them to go to hell. So they pick these directors that have no power and they move them from very low situation to the highest situation possible. And they know those people don't want to fail and they can't say no. So that means the studio can give notes and notes and notes and notes and notes, and it becomes a studio movie with no powerful director to push back. That's like the original way Hollywood was run. The directors right. had no say. Right, and I'm not saying that that's the... I don't think that, you know, in that period of time, yes, some of the greatest movies ever made were made. So it's a, it's a very strange kind of uh, setup there. Because movies are hard to make. Yeah, you're basically running a small town. So you create it in that, in that earlier thing, the director... Now, some directors got a little more power. You know, John Ford and people like that got a little more power. But ultimately, the studios, studios were in charge because they had set up a factory situation, kind of based on the way Henry Ford did it. Mm-hmm. And if you're making movies and movies and movies and movies, you're more likely to make two or three in a year that are really good if you're actually a studio that knows how to put these things together and get them out properly. But I just, I feel like that's what's happening. When you, I don't know that you can blame this director or that director the way we used to when we went through that period where, well, it's a Scorsese movie. If it sucked, blame Scorsese. Don't blame De Niro or someone. I think now so many of these movies are terrible because really they're coming out of management but unlike the old days, management people were movie people. Now the management people are just simple walls. It's like analytics is being applied to the movie industry. And although it might work in sports, it doesn't work there. You don't have people at the top who have good movie-making instincts. What makes a good story? What makes this? They're just looking to turn a profit. And if that's all you're looking to do with art, you're likely to not turn a profit. That's my theory, after going down this rabbit hole of trying to find so I want jo- one good review of Madam Webb. That's why you got to get uh, J- uh, Jordan Peele or Ryan Coogler out there directing your movies. Those are the two good ones out there now. It's interesting. Jordan Peele's last one I didn't see. Nope. It's yeah, it's people. Yeah. Some, people think, some people think it's great. Some people hate it's, it. It's ridiculous, but it's fun. Okay. I'd probably like it. Smiling Mark is watching the You're just a big fat liar, Jared Yamamoto. That's what it is. I voted for Bush. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, I remember pulling for Gore. <laughs> At well, of course, we were young. Yeah. Uh, My first, uh, you know, young people always, unless you have really, really super duper conservative parents, I think the natural default thing when you're a kid is the Democrats seem nice. Yes. And you want them. The very first 
person I ever voted for in class was in third grade in 1972. And yeah, I voted for McGovern. And I had no, in class. And uh, I, I, I think he may have won in class. I can't remember if Nixon won in class. I think, I'm sure that McGovern won in class because I was so shocked. Like you're, you're in third grade. And then, hey, let's have some civic participation. It's fun. The kids, yeah, I guess. Do your own fake ballot. But I had no idea what was going on in the world. I think but at that time, I don't even think I even had heard. So how old was I, seven or eight? I don't even think I had heard the word Vietnam at that point. And so the ne- when, when I woke up uh, the next day after the election and found out that McGovern just got swamped like yeah. that, I think he... Did he just win the District of Columbia? Did he win his home state? I think it was from South Dakota or something, North Dakota. I, I feel like he did. I'll, I'll double so, check. And, and the whole kind. And I remember that was the first time I went. I was like, I was so upset with my country. Why couldn't they see it like a good third grader saw it? You had the. You I had no the future. It Nixon was, got five hundred twenty electoral votes. Uh, McGovern won South Dakota. NDC, I think. Yeah, he well, got, this was a standout. He got seventeen and uh, electoral votes. <laughs> I couldn't believe it because everybody in my class was like, yeah, McGovern. He just seems like a nice guy. Well, well, McGovern's we in, his, in his name. Yeah. yeah. He, the word govern is right there. I Maybe told, that's something I thought, you know what? That's a good start. I told the story yesterday when we were talking about President's Day. My first was Jimmy Carter. We all lined up. Yeah. We voted in that election in 76 at, in first grade, and I, I voted for Carter. <clears throat> yeah, the winner. I think the first you joke. local. The first joke I ever wrote was in whatever grade I was in that was going on. Was that 76? Mm-hmm. I remember writing a joke as part of an essay thing or not something in school. And it was something like uh, Jimmy Carter created the peanut. <laughs> Ford put it on wheels. I think... <laughs> That's a great joke. I think that was the first joke I ever wrote. Smile it, but maybe I read it. So somebody's going, hey, that was a joke on some... Maybe I saw it on TV three nights before. I have no idea. Smile at Mark says 575. Autumn, I think you're going to have fun with this show. Because okay. uh, I, I recognize that today's one of those days where I completely disagree with what everybody thinks about most national and international stories. So I think we're going to have a pretty frivolous show. And I know oh. you, you like the frivolous fun, as I do, do I. So this is going to be an Autumn show. <laughs> one relatively serious thing to... Note. So I think what I was, I didn't know what I was watching over the weekend. I think I was watching a replay online of the Fonnie Willis stuff. Not Fonnie Willis herself, but uh, it's the guy's name, Bradley, who was a, a lawyer and then also was a lawyer in the same firm as Nathan Wade, but also served at, as his. Terrence Bradley? Yeah, divorce, as his lawyer for the divorce. And I would tell you this. First of all, and I'm not saying Fonnie Willis is super rich, but she's not poor, right? I mean, if you're the DA of Fulton County, you're doing, you're doing okay to pretty well. I know you're not making millions and millions of dollars a year. She said she's traveled to every continent except yeah. for one. Okay. So she's doing all right at the very yes. I don't know what she makes a year ultimately, but she's not poor. So let's say that she's upper middle class. I think we can feel somewhat. What, what is that? Eighty thousand a year higher? I, you know, probably in the mid one hundreds. Yeah, now is that now? Yeah, because yes. of inflation. Yeah. Now's the days. Let's say that she's in. <laughs> let's even say that she's in the middle middle class. 
She's a working professional, right? Absolutely. She's in a white-collar job. Rich people, or people on their way to being rich, very rarely use cash. Like over the last 10 years, really. This is what homeless people have found out. There's a lot of upper middle class people who feel guilty about the world, who would love to hand a dollar to somebody on the street. They don't have a dollar to hand. They don't have money laying around. Because almost everything that we do now, for unless you're really poor, is we, and you deal with just digital accounts, really. I don't even understand how it works, to be honest with you. Like how money is flying around and none of it is real money. It's just numbers just, yeah, it's between zeros banks. and ones. And it's just like, it's okay, you did this, so this is how much money you have. But there, there's never really like, where's where's the money? Like my paycheck goes straight into the bank. I never see it. Like when I was younger and I didn't have any money, I would go to the bank. Luckily, when I first started, well, when I was like 15 or 16, I had a friend who worked at a bank, so I could go get my check cashed even without having an account, because I didn't even have an account at that point. So I used to see money in my hands when I made $110 a week or something. I never see that unless I go to an ATM and actually pull money out. I never see money. And I'm not as rich as people probably think that I am. I'm also not as poor as people Somewhere think Somewhere between 64000 a year and uh, 5 11, million. No, I thought it was 11, 11 million. 11. If, you, if you go to different <laughs> places online, you'll get, that's what you'll get. The answer is somewhere in between. <laughs> Closer to 60, probably. <laughs> than 11 million, certainly. But people at the level of Fonnie Willis and Nathan Wade, just, I mean, yeah, you got to use cash here or there. But just using cash all the time. And then So he buys the trip, and then she, he says, she paid me back. She pays me back half of it in cash. But he buys the initial trip on, his, on a credit card. So there's that to begin with, which is just like, hmm, what's going on here? I've watched enough Judge Judy yeah. to know that when people talk about, like, I don't have a receipt for that because I gave cash. And you're like, okay, yeah. great. That's what, what would Judge Judy, don't uh, pee down my well, leg and tell me it's raining or something like that. Yes, the newbies <laughs> would say that. But uh, if you're an expert on Judge Judy like myself. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't say that. Um, say it's it? Judy Justice now, guys. I'm yes. sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's how Judy dare Justice. y'all? She got fired from being a judge. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, she would, you know, she's like, great. You she's going to roll her eyes at the life. very least, right? <laughs> yeah. like, okay, there's something up here. Mm-hmm. And she's quite often probably dealing with people who are not, you know, white collar, you know, uh, sure. working professionals. So there's that, number one. And then the one part that I saw. They were going round and round about whether or not this Bradley dude... First of all, this guy shows up, and he's a, he's a friendly witness for the Fonnie Willis side. And then when Fonnie Willis's uh, side starts questioning him, they reveal that he had to leave the firm because of uh, an allegation of sexual harassment. And you could tell he's like, oh, well, I'm in front of the entire nation. Thanks for that. Why are they... Why, why are they being so hostile to him when he's saying the right things? And then it comes down to this area where 
The Fonnie Willis side is doing everything they can to say to the judge he shouldn't be able to answer a particular question. Which makes me, and I'm not a legal scholar, go back and say, oh, why, why before that moment did they let the world know that this guy had to leave the firm and pay this woman for sexual harassment claims? Like, well, maybe they know that ultimately he will have to answer this question, which is really about, because he was uh, Nathan Wade's lawyer during his divorce proceedings. So he has certain uh, lawyer-client privileges, but he's also his friend because he's been working with him for a very long time. So the question is whether or not, so if, if somehow he found out that this relationship started before they say it started, if he found out because of the divorce proceeding, then there's attorney-client privilege. But if he found out outside of that, what Trump's lawyers are and the Romans' lawyers are trying to argue is, no, there's plenty of law that says that's not covered. If he just found out as a friend, then it's not covered. But the Fonnie Willis side is doing everything they can to say he shouldn't have to answer that question after, you know, or, you know, I may be seeing this out of, because I think I'm just seeing it online being played over and over again. I think that that happened after they went after him and revealed the sexual harasser thing. I could be wrong about that because I'm seeing some kind of bizarre feed online. But either way, even if it happened after that, like they're trying to make to discredit this guy who is on their side and doing everything they can to tell the judge that he shouldn't be have to answer this one question that client attorney privilege just covers everything, whether they were at a bar and they weren't talking about the divorce proceedings. And so I'm very suspicious. Yeah, it's, <laughs> but you, it's, you, you, you put that with good. the cash. And, and I think that there's a level here where, the, where she's supposed to not even allow an appearance of impropriety. Now that's gone. By, by engaging this sort of thing and the way that they've done it, the appearance is there. I don't know at all. I've never, ever been involved in a court case outside of like traffic court when I was a teenager. So I'm not real. I'm not used to these proceedings. I've seen my share of law and orders. Who hasn't? <laughs> That's about it. So I'm no scholar. I'm no expert on it, but I would be a terrible person on a jury. And I know there's no jury involved here. It's just a judge, but I would be a terrible person on a jury because if somebody was just saying stuff like, I don't think that you should have to answer that, I'd be thinking, mm, why? Like, why? Please <sighs> and I know that's wrong. I know that's wrong. There are certain things that are privileged, and there's a reason the law is that way. But I would be a terrible jury, juror. So don't call me. Don't waste my. Don't waste your time. Don't waste my time. I'd be a terrible well, juror. Well, you're lucky because you're not voting, so you shouldn't get in the pool again. You're and- too smart to get chosen as well because you'll go there and they'll go, oh, this person has his marbles. We'll just leave him alone. Yeah, what do you think? They just put deranged people on these? Well, uh, they try know, to get people, people without jobs. Yeah. Really? What's the foreman do? Like, just stand up and start slapping himself in the face? Like, <laughs> <laughs> By the or way. herself? Yeah. By the way, too. Thank you. There are crazy ladies out there, too. I have, uh, according to LinkedIn here, uh, Fonnie Willis's base salary is a salary is one hundred and ten thousand dollars per year, and she makes about twelve thousand dollars per speaking engagement. So she brings in yeah. about two point seven million dollars per right. year. People who bring in two point seven million dollars a year in twenty twenty four do not use cash unless they want. In my mind, I'm you know in my mind, what I would be thinking is unless you just don't want something to be traced. Is that true? Is it not true? But that you add that to not wanting him to answer uh, the question. 
LinkedIn says she's worth $8 million, by the way. Now, it's, what's... It's about something... So again, this is like a Judge Judy thing. If it doesn't sound right, if it doesn't sound logical, it's probably not true. So if someone takes uh, pays for a vacation, you don't go to the bank withdraw cash like how much did he well she's claiming dollars in cash she's claiming that uh that uh you know she pays with cash all the time i you can't trace that because then you're gonna be like yeah i do this all the time but But i'm saying like if 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 it were a vacation and it's if she needed to give him 600 bucks or something you're not gonna do that you're gonna venmo you're gonna like zell it you're gonna do exactly Exactly, yeah. and also, man, she's she's hiding between. I mean, she's going to every church and speaking, and I think it feels like at this point, kind of hiding behind religion. I know that's a, you know, she she brought out some scripture the other day about the weapons used against you will never harm you. Well, that's true if you didn't do the things that people are saying you did. <laughs> but I mean, if you did it, then that that doesn't really apply. Uh, I'm just count me as highly suspicious. Listen, everybody knows. I think the world and the country would be better served if the next president's last name wasn't Biden or Trump. But Haley, though, if right? I was uh, no, <laughs> that's why I'm not voting. They're, they all stink. It's all terrible. Smiling Mark has found a snag. So Jared's getting excited because he thinks Justin Fields is coming to the Falcons. And look, they could do worse than that right now in the situation they're in. But uh, don't forget, Minnesota Vikings have decided to play chicken with. Uh, Kirk Cousins. I would love Kirk Cousins. So that could, that could, and also I know that you blow this off, but Baker Mayfield just took Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the. No thanks. I, I don't he looked think, great, man. I don't know why he's no doing thanks. that. He, I, because, and you can get him at a relative, you can get Russell Wilson for $2 million for one year to see if he's got anything left because Denver has to pay his, he's going to make 34 or something million dollars from Denver. Whether he plays there or not, you I can... like the Russell bet better than the Baker Mayfield. I, I can say four words for Baker Mayfield: Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Of course, he's going to have a good season there. He did better than Tom Brady the year before. He did. Tom Brady. No, was Tom also... Brady was forty-five. Yes. <laughs> I'll give but, you that. I, I, I think Justin Fields makes a lot of sense. I mean, he unfollowed the Bears, and he's following I know, Robinson, Drake. We don't Drake know London. if he's. Uh... He already followed them. How do you know that he's better than Baker Mayfield? Given I, what you've seen, we have to ch- uh, change the mindset of Justin. Autumn, Fields. please chime in here. I mean, oh God, I know. I mean, Baker Mayfield is so it's just very different. She thinks you know? he's from the uh, milk yeah. family. The yeah, Mayfield the, ice cream the, that people, bluebell ice cream. I mean, <laughs> Autumn was tastes like the good better. old days. Yeah. It Autumn. really does. The screen door. I remember. You know, there was a lot of things happening back then that weren't so good. They don't bring up in that song. But that's yeah. all right. I don't want to. I don't want to get into it. You know Daddy what? died of blood poisoning. Autumn and I were texting Child privately. Labor we were texting <laughs> privately about this, and she said we need to change Justin Fields' mindset from whiner to winner. And we can do that here in Atlanta. How do you know? Right? How do you know, Raheem or so? What do you think, Autumn? Can they change him uh, from whiner to winner? Well, you know, if they get out there and they get 110 percent, you know, they're going to really work their tails off, and I think they might be able to do it. But if they can't, well, then we'll have to see how that works. That's my favorite sports reporter right there. <laughs> Smile Mark says it's still, he's still, it, Mark is he's still. Watching, he's watching. Hour two of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins right now. Shall you know, we if, end? What? Shall um, we end here or is there anything else? Well, I'm lazy. <laughs> I'll go home. I think contractually I'm obligated to stay for a couple more hours. So, uh, I was thinking, you know, if Trump really, I'm, the whole sneaker thing, I know you guys played the, the uh, sneakerhead thing yesterday, uh, with Trump, you know, having all these bills, it's pretty obvious the Democrats are trying to make it very, very difficult for him to run by, you know, all these ridiculous 
83 million here, 350 million there. I think if he really, really wants to get the media to just get totally uptight about everything, just you want to drop a nuke in the middle of this, he should find a Russian oligarch who will pay off all of his li- legal bills. That would just knock. I mean, can you oh, imagine absolutely. the lead with Anderson? Well, I mean, with uh, Jake Tapper on the day that that happened. Well, I've already got a guy lined up for that, okay? He's my favorite Russian oligarch. His name is Taveni Sneakatini. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to help make America great again. And he's he knows. Gonna, he he knows, knows we need to make America He knows great. we need to make... So look, if America's great, then Russia's great, China's great. Look, if we're great, everybody's it's great. It's all great. Everything will be great. Men's space will be great, everything. I mean, I'm just looking this, at this from the outside, since I'm not voting or whatever. It's like, what, what would really... At this point, just make the media lose their minds. Vladimir Putin gave me $500 million to do with as I please. It was a gift to the Cayman Islands in a bank. It's got to be like some oligarch who lives in London or something that hasn't been sanctioned. But he's just like... Yeah, he still has a yacht. (laughs) Okay. Let's do this. Jack Tuesday with Greg Rudd. Is he, is he, do you see at rallies? Is he our favorite Russian oligarch? Is he great? Look, look at him. He's got the, look, the hat, the bearskin hat, the big hat that's beautiful. <laughs> All right, Greg Russ. My favorite uh, Russian oligarch is uh, Greg Russ. Yeah, I wish. Yeah. You wish? Yeah. Why? Because yeah. you're anti American? <laughs> How uh, dare yeah, you? Yeah, I was just thinking of the money part of it. Yeah, but sure. Throw that in there. Why not? You're already going to draw your own conclusions like everyone else does these days. It doesn't matter what Are I you talking to say me? about who Ooh, I am. Wow, you're coming in with a lot of heat there, correct? No, no. You sound frustrated it. today. I'm using you as just a springboard to speak generalized yes. in a generalized way where, you know, I could tell you who I am and what I think. It doesn't matter it because doesn't. I said I wish. Yeah. I wish I were an oligarch. Well, there's no such thing as joking anymore. Everything is too serious to joke about. You can't yeah. joke about Russian no. oligarchs. Don't too you know? serious, serious time we live. You know, other times before, you know, when they're like Uncle Milty was wearing a dress on TV, things weren't serious back then. Okay. <laughs> Stephen Colbert yeah. wasn't around back then. To let yeah, us you know. know what? I have not watched this. The, my algorithm, I don't know if you know what we're talking about, Greg, but my algorithm has been throwing me this. Uh, uh, Stephen Colbert has uh, Trump uh, meltdown, whatever, and I have avoided clicking it. Because I think, it, I, I don't know. I just. I've got it if you want to hear it. This guy was once a pretty funny dude. I know. He was very funny. He just tried to keep his job, I think. You don't think he believes it when he gets. What did he almost start crying? Took off his glasses? Yeah, well, his glasses yeah. weren't on. He was unhinged. But, you know, Fallon doesn't do this stuff. He's the right. only one that doesn't. Well, how are his ratings? Then they're all, all their ratings. They're all they're pretty, pretty, the pretty much the same. But he they? keeps it traditional, like the old. T- yeah, but one time he messed up uh, Trump's hair, and that yeah. means that he's a white supremacist. He humanized him. Like, yeah. To me, Trump was this awful, terrible, robotic, evil person. But once he tussled his hair, I thought, you know, wow. he's just a person. You like know what? Me. He's like Fred down the road. Yeah. yeah well, All right, like so I'm going to go vote for him yeah. now. I, I, to, I wasn't going to vote until I yeah. saw that hair get tussled. I like that. Well, it's the whole normalizing thing. Like, after Trump became president, it's like, don't normalize it. He's the president. We have to cover the presidency. Yeah. While you're normalizing him. Well, the country voted, and he's president. Yeah. We've worked hard to set up an image of who Trump is, yeah. and by tussling his hair, you undid all If he work. wins again, I, it, this country... 
He's I, going I think to he probably. I think if you, if I had to put money on it, I'm not a gambling man, and I don't vote anymore. But if I had to put money on it, yeah, I would put money on that. But who knows? You never know what's going to happen between now and then. You yeah, know. I mean, Nikki Haley earlier today said that Trump is only helping Biden win. The only candidate oh, this woman. who's helping Joe Biden is Donald Trump. Mm. Because Trump is the only Republican Biden can be. I don't know why. I, maybe it's the misogynist in me. I just see her as, you know, the lady who uh, brings the Gatorade to the oh, uh, sixth no. grade baseball game. No, she just, has a, she has like a sing songy way of, of yeah. saying things. And that, she's got like a real sweet yeah. sounding voice. <laughs> we we brought we brought sixty, and you cannot have. Now we That's made right. these rules. <laughs> And you're not allowed to have two. Jeez. I got a whole van filled over here, and you can have as many as you want. Yeah, you're the fun guy. You bring like more Gatorade than anybody needs. I'm going to take my shirt off now. <laughs> well, there were the parents. There were always the parents who would bring Gatorade, pretty much candy, chocolate bars, those granola bars, kudos that are covered in chocolate. Yeah. And then there were the healthy parents, like, no, 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 with me, you're getting the fruit slices. Yeah, but you know what? Oh, they were God. smarter. Now that I look at the world and the the stuff that we consume i mean the food is just awful you're right in the long run but when you're eight years old Uh, no 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 i know that but you know good habits good habits do start early thanks for the strawberries we're gonna beat your kid up tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) that's what happened i i really strawberries i've been noticing more and more that just i mean people are drinking large quantities of diet coke on a daily basis hey don't knock it okay yeah. how are you realizing that now this i just been... didn't think about it the i mean giant i knew tumbler, it the I... huge tumbler filled with diet i, I knew I it like less people are doing that now than they were before probably because they've lost their gallbladders or whatever and they're but i mean i i but it's not just that it's just all of the crap that is pumped into all of the Energy food drinks. so that it can you know survive on a train and then a truck and then on the shelves for 12 days and and this is like all that most of us eat and then like when you think about well maybe we should make our own pie crust i was telling my wife the other day it's like well she cooks a lot but when we were younger she actually would cook a lot more stuff from scratch and her mother would cook things from scratch and I would notice when we would go down there in the uh, 80s and 90s, if we stayed a week or two and I was eating her mother's food, I felt so much better. Like she was a really good cook, but she could also make pastries. But she, when she was going to make a pie, she started with flour you know, and the rolling pin and the whatever. And now my wife still makes good stuff, but she's like, oh, she'll buy the, you know. She'll, but you're not she'll, feeling good, though. But I don't think the the, the pie crust is the pie crust is are... pumped full of crap. The number yeah. of ingredients you're talking about it's going down leaks. there, yeah. and when you make it from scratch, the list of ingredients is probably six: lard, six flour, and salt. Yeah, yeah. And then you, you read anything, and listen. I'm not above it. I'm I'm you know this is this is the way my life has been. Although I was lucky when I was a kid that we were really super poor most of the time, so we couldn't really have an overabundance of treats. But like the poor. You know, we did, you know, start the day with cookie crisp. Mm. You know. <laughs> that Actually, that's not Cookies good. for breakfast. I know, but it Come was on. Come on. I know there, there are mornings where the kids, like, can I have, 
you know, a lollipop, you know, before yeah. breakfast. I'm like, no, eat your Lucky Charms. Yeah. yeah. Something. <laughs> like, I don't really snacks. know what I'm arguing anymore. The same thing with fruit snacks. Those are can- Gushers was in oh. the fruit snacks oh. aisle instead of the candy yeah. aisle. It is candy. Yep. Straight up. Well, just you were just bringing up a lot of these, uh, you know, these uh, bars, energy bars and things like that. They're really no better than Snickers. No. They've got just as much sugar and Oh, we were um we were looking at Snapple the other day cuz yeah. Ellie's like, "I've heard of Snapple." And I was like, "Make oh, a great yeah, sound when Snapple. you open them." Well, and so when I look when I was like looking at the sugar on the Snapple and then I went over to the Coca-Colas and I looked at the sugar and there was less sugar in the Coke than there was in the Snapple. Yeah. I had I was to, like this is not ju- like this is not the thing this is not juice. One time in Los Angeles, I, I before a show I went across the street. We were on uh, Wilshire Boulevard. I went across the street to kind of a Starbucks, and I got myself a Cafe Mocha, a large one, and I drank it, and I had the best show I'd ever had So uh, for a long time. And even when uh, Greg and, oh, yeah. and Autumn showed up as interns, every yeah. day I was sending them out for Cafe Mochas because in my mind no, I was like, that's what I got to do. That's the secret. That's the secret. It gets my brain fired. And then one day I read that uh, it was more <laughs> – there was more calories in, in that than uh, a slice of cheesecake. So I was yes. starting my day every day basically eating a large slice of cheesecake. The middle, but you, I, I, you did you hold the, the whip, though. You didn't yeah, get no the whipped cream. And yeah. F the bean, I, I would say. I think. 415 calories. Oh, uh, you say F the bean. Right, <laughs> you used to put that little chocolate-covered yeah. bean on the top and you say F yeah. the bean. I, I think when you guys came along that I said F the, you know, don't do the whip, I just really hadn't gone all the way. I think I was halfway through it. I already read that article. And I was like, well, maybe I won't get the whip. But then after a while, <laughs> I was like, maybe I shouldn't have a big old slice of cheesecake every morning at 6 a.m. <laughs> Smile and Mark says there's a travel. You believe that? Ruined one of our bits. Uh-huh. Well, we just have to be- become innovative. Come up with a new one. Huh? Yeah. We got this. It's a fun topic. It certainly is. There's a lot of comedy that can be mm. okay. ringed out of that. Okay. We're not going to tell you what we're talking about, so don't even ask. Greg okay. Russ? I know. Yes. I will let you know personally and privately. Okay. In a couple of months when you come down here. All right. Uh, <laughs> Write it down, Greg Ross. Yeah, you're gonna have to remind me because I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna forget. Uh, Greg Ross, Tech Tuesday. Give us a tech story. Uh, I've got a story about Neuralink's first human patient, Emu. Emu. Musk, that's what I call him, Emu. Oh, okay. His uh, Neuralink company recently put the coin-sized chip in a person's brain, and now that person can control a computer mouse with just their thoughts. Okay, this is what uh, Elon Musk says. And I have to tell you, I really think we've come to the point, throw out all politics, what you think of, we really have come to the point where he has just stretched himself too thin. Obviously, he's getting like an hour of sleep a night. Because you got to remember, outside of all these things that he's doing, going to Mars, Tesla, he also has to like... uh, you know, have sex. He has a family. He has to take it. He has There's like 14 a, kids. Yeah, he's got all these kids. <laughs> it's like, it's, you got to make time for, for everything. And so I think now Elon Musk, I think he just says things. But this has to do with a real company. Uh, is this the first time his company has done it or the first time it's ever been done? First time his. Yeah, because I think, I think other companies are doing this. But when they make these breakthroughs, it's not reported on because it's not Elon Musk. Well, yeah, go ahead. Uh, patients who submitted for recovery uh, with neural effects that we're aware of. Um, that we're aware of. And um, is able to control 
the mouse, move the mouse around the screen just by thinking. Elon, get out of the K-hole. Stop, no. stop with the ketamine, and maybe you can just kind of put together He was better sentence. when Grimes was with him, I'm telling you. Grimes leveled him out. You think he misses her? I think so. I, I think Grimes you leveled him out. You should see what this fellow's doing with Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> you thinking of buying it? Um, maybe. Turn it into a one-stop access. You get yes. your pornography and all your financials taken together in one... You don't want to know where you swipe your credit card. <laughs> What are you doing? Are you, you look like you're looking at your phone. You're writing something for me. I uh, know. I'm trying to decipher what Smilin said here, but basically the delays are getting worse. There. Well, that's that's almost every uh, every afternoon in Atlanta. But I know you guys covered the All Star Game yesterday, but I, I want to go through it again because I don't want people to have to hear the same stuff over and over again. But I didn't realize that the winner won- scored 211 points. Yeah, the Ridiculous. East won. Hey, Trey Young looked good. Apparently, it was a defensive struggle. <laughs> yeah. They don't even try, and there is no. Of course, defense. I mean it is an exhibition game, so you do understand they don't want to hurt each other and mm. you know keep each other from. But the I think it does it does reflect the game of today because defenses were always pretty light in the All Star game. <clears throat> it's it's like the Pro Bowl, which is NFL's All Star game. They just had to get rid of it completely because there there was no attempt to tackle. And you can't tell people to try to hurt other people and have them lose their careers. So they just completely got rid of it. Maybe they need to do that in the in basketball, too, and have them play against each other in video games know, or you something. Get the dunk but contest, though, the three-point contest? contest used to be good. It's terrible. Nobody, no superstars even sign up, do Not they? Anymore. Well, nobody since... likes it anymore, but the baseball all-star now, game is still the best because they compete. I think there's no way to phone it in. Right. Baseball might be the most... Even if you love baseball, it might you have to love it. Yes, because each game is pretty long. They play a lot of games, but I don't now. think I don't think that there's any way to kind of play it safe when you're playing baseball. Once you're playing the game, I mean, unless you're going to have the pitcher throw lollipops, yeah. I mean, I, there's really no or have way. A coach pitch. Now, I would imagine that pitchers aren't putting all of their no, arm strength no. into stuff because you don't. You still don't want to get hurt. But you still have some clever stuff you're trying to do, and you're trying to mix them up and whatever. Yeah, you're at least putting 75 or 80%. Interleague yeah. play kind of ruined the novelty of it, because that was the right. only time those guys ruined saw Ruined the each novelty other. of World Series, too. Yeah, because yeah. it used to be, when I was growing up, these two teams had not faced each other, sometimes in years, but definitely not that year. Right. So uh, so I, it's a, let's give one to baseball. The, the way the baseball is, that game is... It kind of says your all-star game is still going to be a game. I, I, I don't know if this is true or not. I was watching some criticism of the of the all-star game. Because I, I think NBA is unwatchable now. It's just three-point shots. And then, you two, and then the last two minutes takes 45 minutes with fouling and timeouts. So it's just... <laughs> It's just not a fun watch unless your team's winning. Or you know, obviously, if, if the Hawks were winning and great, hey, I would, I'd we're put in up the play-in tournament as of right now. We're oh, in. Oh, great! Uh, <laughs> it's months to go. Don't worry. <laughs> we were we were in the uh, semifinal. Yeah, and, three years ago. Uh-huh. Well, they've done nothing but go backwards. The but, Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, so uh, this uh, I don't know if this is true, but this guy who was critiquing it said because we all understand that in an exhibition game you're not going to try to take out people if you're not if you're a jerk if you're not a jerk somebody did it in a pro bowl game once i can't remember who it was injured a guy and hit him really hard years ago and it caused all kinds of outrage but this uh this critique the guy was saying first of all his premise was the defense is so bad in the exhibition game it reflects how bad defense is in the regular season game 
Always in the All-Star game, you had less defense, but there's so little defense in the regular season games that now you get this disparity. And I don't know if this is true or not, but he said if you go back and watch the 1983 All-Star game, you will see, even though they weren't going 100% on defense, you will see more defense than in an in your typical regular season 2024 NBA game. I don't. I I didn't go back and watch I, it. That that makes sense to me. A lot of this is the league's fault too. The league has put mandates in where more fouls are called. They wanted up the offense. People don't play defense the way they used right. to because they'll just foul out of the game. You guys are gonna fire Shelly Winter up. You open up the show talking about how we shouldn't complain about the lack of defense in the NBA. It's a different game now. Yeah, it's more fun to watch guys score. <laughs> yeah. Than, okay, Shelly. Then to you know just go pass it back and forth. Some of the great. What about remember years ago when LeBron? And I think it was during a finals. Might have been the last game of the when he just he, he just jumped up and he grabbed the the uh, basketball as it was hitting the backboard, like it was like a layup type of thing, and he just and just stopped the ball on the backboard. Is it, defense can be very exciting. Absolutely, I like it. Have defense. they made the rules so you can't be defensive? Well, he, uh, like Greg was just saying, it's more likely to you're more likely to foul out. Foul of the game. out, okay. So they, that's the incentive, but uh, I, and also this load management. These people, these superstars, are making two hundred some. I mean, they're and they're not in one year, but they sign like two hundred million dollar contracts for a number of years. I think it's fully guaranteed usually, and then they do load management where, you know, so you're a middle class family, you love basketball, you love your team. And you, so it's a lot of money. I got four kids, wife. My kids want to bring a couple friends. Big deal. We don't get to do it an awful lot. You go out, and the superstar on your team isn't playing. You're like, is he hurt? No, no, no. It's a load management night. Or even worse. Well, they put weird rules into place where if it's a nationally televised game or that now in season tournament that they have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not allowed to sit the stars. Stars have to play. Well, the, the fact that they have to do it, and I believe that they put in a rule that says they have to play sixty-three games if they're if they're not hurt. And um, sixty-five. I sixty-five. Think. And now they have people who are lobbying. These superstars who are making millions of dollars a year to do their job are lobbying to have that cut back to fifty-five or something. <laughs> Michael Jordan. There's a number of years I believe where Michael Jordan played every game. I mean, now if you're hurt, you're hurt. But, no, I mean, is this working for the NBA? I mean, well, the, one of the problems with TV the NBA ratings was, are terrible, but they could do well I mean, online. Yeah, is and, what and I they're hear. selling out the arenas right now. I mean, again, yeah, that's doing well. I guess then if you're an, if you're an NBA fan, you're satisfied, but they're not growing. It's got to be super sad though. To your point, if you're like a Charlotte Hornets fan and LeBron's coming to town, the Lakers are coming to right. town, and then all of a sudden he sits because of that because the Hornets don't have a lot to cheer about. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like I don't, I I never go to soccer. I thought maybe I should go sometime when Miami comes. Yeah, with because, Messi. Because Messi's playing. He's not at his best. He's at the end of his career. But maybe it's like something I just want to kind of put on my list. I, I saw one of the greatest athletes ever play. You know, now if I showed up and he's like, eh, I don't feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> Smiling Mark says it's time to avoid the. Feel bad. I told Autumn earlier we're gonna have a frivolous show. Yeah. Then we start talking about sports. Uh, <laughs> yep. It's, it's still Tech I'm Tuesday, Greg. Um, you seem to really be enjoying yourself. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be the autumn hour at 6. Uh, we got, there's a lot of cool stuff to get to. Oh, yeah, no, really. no, there's some good stuff. <laughs> it's a whole Beatles thing going on that I'm, I think I'm against. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm going to come out against the Beatles. 
little switcheroo. Greg Ross, it's still Tech Tuesday. Give us the tech story. Uh, There's a satellite startup that is building a new class of satellites whose cameras can uh, see everything that's going on. They can zoom in with much clarity. To an individual. Yes, to an individual. You're holding your phone in your hand. They can zoom in and see what you're looking at. From space. From space. Well, I thought the danger was uh, when it came from space. Remember last week? Russia. That's right. Remember they were going to attack us from space? Now we knew it was what? domestic all along. Uh, it has Our become government that. spying. I love the fact that they, well, the data is not going, give me a break. Give you know, me a CIA, break. You know, think the CIA is not going to be all well, over this? they legally can't operate within the United States, but space, that's a convenient. That's not the United They're States. They're not supposed to be able to target. I, think you, I don't think that they get away with that. But, you know, with all these... I don't know what how they Pfizer. do it, but is it a CIA bound by that too? I'm not. I'm not. I don't know the particulars. Whenever somebody says FISA warrant on the radio, I just anyway, go, I fall asleep. I'll tell you all about so, it tonight at ten. It'll make us safer. That does FISA watching. is that all the intelligence agencies or just the FBI? I have no idea. I'm, I'm assuming it's everything. It should be, but it doesn't matter because it's compromised and they get to spy on anybody they want anyway. The Foreign Intelligence Services Act. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Because the FBI actually can. Yeah. Because their job is to spy on They're us. They're keeping us safe. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that really helped. Really <laughs> helped. <laughs> space you now. For 10 years. I mean, it doesn't, at this point, though, it's gotten so dystopian that it doesn't, could, if you raised your voice and said, we shouldn't be allowed to do this, it wouldn't stop other countries. It wouldn't be, it, I mean, with technology, it's not really about should the government do this or should the government do that. Because they'll always be able to say, well, Russia's doing it or China's doing it. We got to keep up. And I'm sure, I wonder about like the entrepreneurs, the tech people who are doing this technology. I mean, they're going to make a buttload of money. And I'm sure, and then, well, no, the data is going to be used in such a way. No, Hmm. we're already targeted. This is the way that it works. If you don't give them a reason to target you, yeah, you get lost in the fuzz. There's a lot of people in the country. They can't follow every single person all the time. But the technology is at the point now where if they do, hey, what's this guy doing? What's this lady doing? Now they can get it. It's granular. I mean, first of all, we're all carrying a homing device with us everywhere we go with the iPhone. Yeah, Eric, but they've got to get a special warrant. Yeah, how hard is that? How often are these people told no? Because what happens is, it's like when Obama went in and he was going to change everything, remember, with, uh, with but we ended up, he ended up being the first president to kill Americans overseas. You know, that was an accident. He droned, he droned an American citizen. And it just, like, all that stuff didn't go away. Everything that was going on, Dick Cheney and all the things he was doing. And I've realized that what it is, someone like Obama goes, and look, he's no... I think he was a pretty mediocre president, to be honest with you. He could have been a much better president than he was. Um, uh, but I think what happens, even when these kind of when a when a candidate when a candidate wins and they're somewhat idealistic, I mean Obama was obviously very cynical too, but he was still somewhat idealistic. With these kind of presidents, what they do is you get in there and your first intelligence briefing, they're like, "Well, you could stop this, but um, uh, you know, if you want to." If you want the end of the world to happen on your watch, you know, we've been working on this for 10 years. So, you know, it's up to you politically. If you want to be responsible for Russia taking over all of Europe, yeah, that's on you. And I think they kind of creep, they freak out 
and the idealistic people who get elected. Hope and change was supposed to be Obama's thing. Uh, I hope we change the administration and keep the war going. (laughs) I mean, we still had all kinds of this activity going on from the intelligence agencies. Whereas I think if you truly were a president and went in and just basically said... No, we're stopping that. We're stopping that. The intelligence, I'm, I'm removing everything. We're not going to do this. We're not going to... I think you better, as Eddie Murphy once said, you better you better run in zigzags everywhere you go, because I think they're going to be after you. <laughs> so, uh, Smile and Mark is flying over. Hour three of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins right now. And if you think, who's behind Ozempic? Who's behind Ozempic? Which one of these uh, con- companies that run the entire world? Let's see. Is that, uh, is that Pfizer? I think Ozempic Globo is. Globochem. Yes. Globochem. With a nod to Mr. Show. Mm. Uh, Semaglitude is what it's really called. Semiglutide. Oh, sem- Thank you. Thank you, Autumn. You're welcome. For bringing some intelligence to this. I feel stupid now. You should. <laughs> you don't know how to speak properly. Uh, anyway, so they all, Ozempic is the well-known one, but there are two or three others. Somebody on this, uh, amongst the doctrinaires is using one that's not Ozempic. Novo Nordisk. Okay, yeah. So they're, I think they're the ones. So Ozempic is, is, yeah, the Danes. They know their pharma. (laughs) So if you think like, oh, this thing that was supposed to be for diabetes, because you lose weight, you have to, type 2 diabetes, you have to lose weight. And then people are losing a lot of weight. And, uh, hey, this is a way you can lose weight and, you know, not have to exercise. You know, that's going to take off. I'm not saying you don't. I'm saying you don't have to. You you know, you can't eat because you don't feel like eating. So you can't lose weight and eat at the same time. But you don't have to become super duper healthy in your life. Now, if you did one and then added the other, as I suspect maybe Autumn is doing, then you're on top of it. But yeah, let's not think that most people are looking at the idea that now I can I can work out on a regular basis and be lose get other help. So you know that's going to sell like block bonkers. And in this country, they're trying to get it to where the government has to start paying for it because you see all these stories where it's like, well, it's not fair. It's not fair. Only rich people can get on this drug, and we got it. And once that happens, shots for everybody. Holy cow! If it's just com- a very reasonable price or nothing, all that money still goes. So that's, a, that's go that comes from the taxpayers and goes to Novo, whatever, and and the other companies. But now they are eyeballing. I didn't know this. We we are not the fattest people on earth. This country, which I assumed. Actually, I saw a thing. There's an island in the Pacific that is the fattest place on Earth. There's only like a thousand people. It's a weird. What story. do they eat? It doesn't matter. They, this place was completely screwed by Australia. Oh. I'll get into that. Not only are they the fattest people on Earth, they uh, most the highest uh, level of smoking on Earth is on this one mm. island. We'll get into that at some other time. It's very, very, very interesting. But uh, no, it's China is fatter than we are, which surprised me. I. I, I I don't know. Is it is it bad? I guess it's still stereotype, but it's not bad stereotype. For some reason, I just think of Asians as being healthier. Um, so have to or, do with, I, it might be population. Question. It's probably population per capita. We're probably fatter, but there's well, just height. more. There's more, and yeah, there's more people. Well, the Japanese aren't super tall, and they they're not fat. 
for the most part. There's a lot of But there's, uh, there's over a billion people in China. So mm-hmm. my guess is per capita, per person, we're probably fatter. They just have more people. There's also a, a huge difference between males and females there. So like right. for the guys that can't find a woman, then they... Probably they eat just, uh, comfort foods. Yeah, so just say, yeah. I think I'm on to the right thing. I think it's just they have more people. True. We're probably fatter per capita, I would imagine. Uh, it's hard to know Woo-hoo! anymore. In your face, it's hard to know anymore because mall, malls failed. And uh, that's where I used to go to see how fat we were. But the malls aren't around, really. Yeah, you have food halls. And now people use malls to lose weight because you can just yeah, walk everybody's, around. Everybody's walking. Away. Power walk. So you see. So if, if they get Ozempic and these other drugs into China... And they get the government to subsidize the drug here. Whew. I mean, I, I don't blame them for trying because if you have a company, you're supposed to try to make money. But that, that is astounding. Now, I don't know how the Chinese government works. I don't know that they'll subsidize it over there. I don't, I don't know about their system. I don't know how much tax help or how much money is used to subsidize certain things, unless they decide, like they wake, Xi Jinping wakes up one day and decides, we need a fitter nation. And then like, everybody's, <laughs> and they'll be ordered. Everybody's on those epic. Lock you in your home and spray yeah. it in. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. Those little robo dogs with shots on them. <laughs> All right, what are we doing? Uh, let's do, th- I was going to say, what are we doing? And then I realized I do know what we're doing, so let's do this. Hmm, this is interesting. Or... No, thanks. Pretty simple concept. There's lots of stories. Jared Yamamoto tosses headlines at me. I respond with either, Hmm, this is interesting. Or, No, thanks. What was the third one we had for a while? Mm, there were a couple of them. Like, hey. <laughs> no. Okay. We had, we had <laughs> one or two. We, had, we, we, we flirted. With a third. But I might have forgotten underwear. Bye. Yeah, it was that one. It was something like that. It was kind of a meh. Meh? But that's no thanks. All right, so go ahead. Toss headlines at me. All right, this is a... I will respond accordingly. This is a viral story from the Atlanta area here. This is from everythinggeorgia.com. What does viral mean anymore? Viral means that they're... Uh, shouldn't there be a number? I mean, what is, I mean, at least there are grades, right? Like uh, low viral, me, mid viral, but uh, yeah, it's just like a, like, hey, this is viral. That just means like if I went to Utah, I might run into somebody who knows the story too. Well, I guess like with influencers, you know, there is a micro influencer. So you have micro influencer, influencer, and then super that must be influencer. embarrassing. That's me. I'm a micro influencer. I, I've never asked Autumn about it. All right. So from everythinggeorgia.com, an Atlanta man has gone viral for driving a bike around the city with a large magnet attached to save people's tires. No, he's helping thanks. people. He's probably helping people. I haven't read the story, but my guess is it's a bit of performance art, right? It is pretty remarkable. Is it performance art? I haven't seen the guy. Is yeah, he an I, artist? I mean, he knows what he's doing. He's definitely getting a lot of plays. Obviously, went viral. But what's really cool is he is an influencer? He's trying to be an influencer. Okay, look, sixteen thousand followers on Instagram. At least he's using his weird like interests <laughs> for good. I applaud his yeah. entrepreneurial. And when, he, when he shows the video of what's connected to the magnet, you see like bullets and stuff on the road. So yeah, like, yeah. Certain neighborhoods <laughs> in Atlanta, it's going to be mostly bullets and casings. Yeah. Do you watch these guys on YouTube who they call them magnet fishers? I love well, fishermen. Ma- you know, uh, uh, magnet fishers here with us. Are you mag- 
Yeah, Magnet Fisher. <laughs> Autumn the Magnet, they call her. Magnet Fisher. <laughs> yeah, they go to overpasses, like, uh, uh, um, over, like, not overpasses, over but... Over creeks um, and cities and stuff. Over bridges yeah. under, with water under, and they have these, like, I don't know, almost like a hockey puck-sized gigantic magnet Yeah, they pull rope. bikes out and guns. Yeah. All right, so this guy's being influenced by that. Yeah. I would imagine. I think he's, so, yeah. He's obviously a... Uh, how big is the... I said no thanks, and I'm asking questions. <laughs> Damn it! I'm it's pretty big. It. I, mean, I mean, he's he's taking it around. It looks like almost like a you know like a little child carrier that you attach to your bike. Yeah, it's about that size behind it, and it's dragging. By the way, I've the seen those child carrier things in places that I think that's not a good idea. <laughs> no, it's a great idea for a park. It's not a good idea for like a low thin bike lanes where there's all kinds of traffic and people are nuts too. Shouldn't the, that the, be the, against the law? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't call for a lot of laws, but sh- should you be able to put like a two year old? Well, it's not your yeah. offspring; it's somebody else's. I know, but I mean, you got like buses and stuff charging past you. You see the sticker that says "child on board." <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just wouldn't. It's put your, your responsibility. Fine. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But if I don't, if I'm not responsible, the consequences are pretty. It's like when people are like, you know, they're like activist pedestrians, and they're like, well, I have the right of way. You know, you're right. You would win in a court of law, but if I hit you, chances are it's going to be your family that's representing you in a court of law. Yeah, you got to make it there. There still has to be like this common sense thing. Well, I'm relying on the laws. (laughs) Your your tombstone says, I won. I won. (laughs) Yeah. Smile at my... uh, We're going to get to the... um, We'll get to more, hmm, or no thanks. We got a lot of them. But for right now, Smiley Mark says 85 is... Hey, these doctrinaires have WSB shows and podcasts of their own. Feel free to check out the latest Popcast with Tim Andrews. That's Saturday from 7 to 8 p.m. And the Nightcap with Jared Yamamoto. That's Saturday from 11 to midnight. Also, grab new episodes of the podcasts, Radio Labyrinth, One Topic, and The Power Pod, and you'll, you'll have everything. All right, give me another headline. Got it. This is from Deadline.com. Sam Mendes, Sony and Apple Corps set four Beatles theatrical movies on Paul McCartney, John Lennon, George Harrison, and... You're talking so fast, I don't think people even know what no, you're no, saying. It's about the Beatles. You know what? <laughs> is it, basically, I, I think the story is his plan is to direct four separate Beatles movies... So each of them get their own movie. I know you have a package, but we have very little time, and I want to talk about this. So I will just say, although there's a little twist to this. No, thanks. I do want to to talk about it, but, (laughs) well, for many reasons. First of all, what are the odds? Now, Sam Mendes, a decent director. What are the odds you're going to make four great movies about this? Also... There's many reasons that I'm, let's say that I'm, look, if they come out and they're great movies, I'm a huge Beatles fan, I guess I'll love them. I'm doubting whether that's possible. First of all, it's almost like trying to start a franchise. Now, uh, I think The Rock was trying to start a franchise or a different kind of tentpole series with Black Adam. Yeah, that's a DC character. That didn't work out. That didn't work out. Dog Eries. Autumn tried to start a dog franchise. (laughs) That's not working out. (laughs) Did you did you think as the dog got older it would bark less at things? I don't know. It really is like his witching hour. He like sleeps all day, and then the show is on, and he's like, "Oh my god, there's things happening! I gotta talk." You gotta run him through the park uh, like thirty minutes before the show. He probably hears people coming home from work. Uh, That's what it is. He gets paid per bark. That's right. Uh, (laughs) And Autumn gets paid per syllable, which is a weird. 
Well, she gets paid per bark, too. This is <laughs> a different platform. Uh, bark box. Mm, <laughs> different type this of This is interesting. <laughs> Autumn Bark Box Fisher. Only Can't believe you haven't gotten the uh, uh, gotten their money. <laughs> the endorsement. The sponsorship. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Endorsed by this dog. Uh, all right. So <laughs> where was I with this? So Okay. So first of all, so a lot of times the people try to start franchises. Didn't Universal try to start a uh, a new monster Universal monster un- with uh, monster yes, movie thing with the Mummy with Tom Cruise? So if the first one fails, they just say, "Oh, we're not going to do the rest of them." So you you don't know that you're going to be able to get to the end. Now these people have said we're going to finance it. Seems a little crazy uh, to me. Also, Apple Core is on board. And Apple, look, there's there's a lot of interesting stories here, but I don't know. Like, for instance, <laughs> you always hear about the cavern days with the Beatles. Well, one thing that's in a great book called uh, Tune In is that, uh, so when they were doing, that was like a lunchtime thing. And, uh, but the, Paul and John had this favorite girl in the crowd and they bought, they would borrow Paul's uh, camera and then they go together and have sex with this woman and take pictures all the time. Is that going to be it? If Apple Core is saying yes, is it, uh, John Lennon, uh, I think it was his 21st birthday or maybe one of his birthdays, absolutely beat the hell out of a DJ. I think his name was Bob Wohler because Lennon had just come back from a vacation with Epstein and Epstein was gay, and this is the early 60s, so some jokes were made about the vacation. I mean, like, this guy had ribs that were broken. He was taken away in an ambulance. Lennon is known to have hit his first wife at least once. I don't know if there are more times than that. And I, and I juxtapose that to uh, something like, like Ron Howard made Eight Days a Week. It's a decent documentary, and they did work a lot. It's about the early touring years. But I know, because I'm such a Beatles, you know, I'm like the guy with the magnet. I just walk down the street and pick up Beatles lore. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, oh, where was I going there? I, I have. You're I, worried that they're not going to show. Right, right, right. right. I, know, I know what was really going on. It's, right. it's, it's whitewashed. Uh, there, it was basically a moving orgy, and none of that was covered in eight days a week. Uh, and you better, and, and then you got to do like, you got to do John first and Paul fourth, right? Because John's tragedy at the end makes that very cinematic, unfortunately. In reality, Ringo's got maybe the most interesting story. I have mine's a western. <laughs> Ringo, <laughs> Ringo Starr. Before the Beatles, before he was in the Beatles, uh, uh, Ringo Starr was trying to move to Houston, Texas. He loved he America. Was? Yeah. Why? He just loved America. He loved westerns. See, uh, I think he called himself Ringo after the Ringo kid. Um, also, he climbed out of the sewers. His appendix burst when he was six. He was in a coma for 10 weeks, was in the hospital for a year. Then he got tuberculosis when he was a teenager, spent two years in a sanatorium, had almost no schooling. Had the Ringo movie out first then. But will people go to the Ringo movie first? I just, I just don't. I just think that there's too much that is going against this. Why don't they release them at the same time and then? People... Well, Kiss tried that with albums that didn't work That's out. That's true. You know, I think more like a mini series, maybe where you're concentrating in certain episodes on more than one. Maybe you have backstories. 
Yeah, it should be like a limited series on Netflix. Also, as much as I love the Beatles and I love the Beatles, the fact is, and as great as the Get Back documentary was, Disney Plus didn't get a lot. It 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 was it was never the first place thing, and I think it was like three or four weeks out. It was not. It was out of the top. Everybody like me watched it. I, I've watched it three times. So. I don't know. And then I don't want future generations, if they're bad movies, this is what they think. I don't think it's a great idea, even though the Beatles are the greatest thing that's ever happened outside of my close family and friends. Smiling Mark says 75 has a... Jared, I know you may end up being a hostile witness to all this, but when we get back, I want to talk about this conversation you had with a friend about the uh, Tucker-Putin interview. All right. I didn't want to have this cut, and I don't want to, you know, you, your friends have taken a shot lately, Jared Yamamoto, because uh, Lexi, who was your friend who was on The Bachelor, just, my wife ran upstairs to tell me. <laughs> she quit the show. She quit? She, she didn't get kicked off? She didn't quit. She broke up with Joey. Oh, I thought that means you quit the show. What do you mean broke up with Joey? Listen, just, he hasn't, how is, how, wait, wait He's technically in a relationship with all of them. Okay, but she's not on I the had show. To do it. Yeah. She's not on the show anymore. She can't she may not be able to have kids in the future because of a condition she has. Correct. And uh which that's a thing. I'm not you know, I'm not I'm not trivializing that. But um She gave he, Joey an ultimatum and he, he said says he, wasn't he sure. says, But I mean, how many couples get together and I don't want to have kids? Just work on them for a couple of years. You know, and, and you know, so she believes she has to have kids now. Yes. The older she gets. And she wanted an answer from Joe, and he couldn't give an answer on the show. I kind of feel like she maybe knew it all along. Because, they, they, you know, the week before, she really let loose with it. And obviously, that's the reason that they made a big deal out of it, because they knew it was going to happen the next week, because this has all been wrapped up some months ago. But uh, I just, uh, I I don't want to spend too much time with this, because I, I want to have the conversation about your other friend. Well, you be the judge. You're at least listen to cut one. Right. This is where Lexi breaks it off with Joey. It will be very hard to, like, open up to someone again to, like, get a similar response, because you're just, like, such a kind People of amazing person. In America. <laughs> it's an emotional moment. I just wasn't obviously expecting this, because yeah. Yeah, my hope was yeah. going into next week, we could mm-hmm. kind of further those conversations. See, he wanted her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I get, I, get I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Listen, yeah. I think that your friend is very smart. Thank you so much. I think, I think I she so knew. Too, but, I think know. she knows. I think she knows. <laughs> yeah, how to, she, she made some impact. And he, I did. Yeah, I did. I made some impact. If you, what are the odds you're going to be chosen? I think your friend probably had a good I shot. Mean, yeah, yeah, she would have really definitely made shot. it the next round. I mean, we were really, we were yeah. really getting close. But in reality, um, she's made a name for herself. I mean, she's. <laughs> this see. is this is the with, most popular with show an on eye, TV. With a heart over the eye. Yeah. So she's made. She she's really you know. Mission accomplished. You know what they're calling America us. knows your friend's name, and at the very <laughs> least, she could be an influencer, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm, she'll probably hey, have- what's up, you guys? Gonna... <laughs> um, this box of tissues has just been like really soft on my nose and my eyes. Because I'm crying. sure she'll have like a clothing line or a handbag line yeah, or I'll something. I'll buy some of those clothes, you know, because I feel bad. Yeah, I'm know. sure you do. Thank you. you know, it's they're like, calling the... just really great, but like- yeah. They're calling her just... departure Lexit, guys. Lexit. That's well, really see, clever. I really love that. So <laughs> I'm really happy about it. I'm just like I don't know so happy, you know. So I think your friend Lexi is smart. I think she got in. Thank she made her so name for herself. You. 
Yeah. And then now she doesn't have to marry the guy. She could, and, and she's made a name for herself. I think the group dates were a lot for her. I mean, she had to sit there Give with me a break. eight yeah, other girls. Give tough. me a break. You know, going yeah. in, you're, you know, technically he's in a relationship with all of these yeah, girls at one all time. My, my women. See, it was now all become about Lexi, and I'm never going to get to the other. I think you're filibustering. I'm not filibustering at all. I want to hear the other thing. I walked in late. Oh, we might do it tomorrow because if I do the other thing, then we're going to end the show on this conversation about Tucker and Putin. And I don't know if I want to end the show that way. You know, I really like Putin a lot. <laughs> we should have done the other no, It's just like Putin is just like not very nice. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, How give him time. How will I ever trust a dictator you know? again? Yeah, <laughs> I, you have to give him time. You know? I don't, I, I just don't, I do, why does America like to watch women cry all the, I, these conversations. Well, Joey was crying last My night. wife tells me, it's just like, uh, you know, if you watch any of these shows, the women are so boring because they're always talking about being validated. Mm-hmm. I don't think in my life, I guess you could, like the word never occurred to me. Well, like one time I was parked somewhere and I didn't want to pay and I asked the person if they would validate me and they wouldn't. And it was just like yeah, you, really hard. I didn't know if I could ever trust the dentist again. Like, you, you, you felt that you were not validated. I wasn't <laughs> it's not a, it's really not a concept that I don't think I've, I'm sure that there's something, obviously, whenever you get a radio job, you want it to work, right? You want it to, so is you that being, validated? But I can't. I, I think you could say, "Well, you were validated because of that." But I never, in my mind, and I'm so glad. No one wants to be closer to death, but I'm so glad that I am not in my 20s these days. Is this the kind of stuff you have to listen to? I feel crushed. On a yeah. Date crushed after like the one-on-one involved. I could see her well, as him. my wife. So yeah. that heart is. That's yeah. him. Oh, my heart is. Yeah. If you have to sit there and just like. And and women are like at the edge of tears talking about how you're not validating them. Yeah. Do you think it's really like that? Do you think it's really no. like that out there? No. I bet you. I'm out there. Well, you're well, 40. You're not, yeah, you're not 20. You're, 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 you're dating 40-year-old men. It's a little different. I'm yeah. talking about Which, people who are like, who live their <laughs> entire lives. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> who live their entire lives from the age of eight watching this on TV thinking, well, this is what women... It just never occurred to me that I want to be validated. It will be very hard to like open up to someone again to like get a similar response because you're just like such a. Hold on, can I say something, Lexi? I'm sure you're a very nice person. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um. Uh. Take a look around the world. Okay. Uh, You're doing very well. Oh my God! Thank you so much. Like that's so validating. I I didn't. I mean, there are people who would live, most of the, a lot of people in this world just live at the edge of death at all times. Yeah, but like social contracts like that are like relative. So like, okay, yeah, I, my I, struggles are mine. And maybe like, you should concentrate on the positives in your life. Like you were born in the West. I do. Like, you were I, like I'm really, I'm a really good kisser. Okay, there's that. Yeah. Yeah. Successful that businesswoman. Successful was, business person, right? And I have a dog. You know, you know, uh, you know Lexi better than the rest of us. I know you guys aren't close, but. Just, your wife knows her. Yeah. Um, uh, what do you think is going to come first? A line of handbags, a line of clothing, or some kind of uh, energy drink that she pushes? What, I, what do you... I don't think anything at the moment. She's still working at the same place. Yeah, for and... now. Eric, but she... think, no, no, Eric, if you think about it, the any all these people that have all been wait a minute is this Lexi or Autumn? Is this? Oh, sorry. This oh, is is okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just like hold on, this is Autumn crying about it. Really 
All right, Autumn. Yes, you have the floor. That uh, all all the other people who have you know been either voted off or like left or or all those things, they're not getting right. deals. Right. She so, was smart. I'm I, I'm I'm giving her. I'm validating her as she said. <laughs> I I, oh, I think look, that I think the this story. Who wants to? Who knows if this guy? I believe it. Some boy's got to come out of the closet. I don't know at the end. You know, I don't know. Two years That's into the really marriage. Like, who knows? Uh, toxic masculine. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I'm just saying. I just can't be with one woman. Man. Yeah. Yeah. What? Whatever. Jeez. She doesn't have to tie herself to somebody forever, and yet you get what you want, which is, hey, I want to up my brand, right? So I think that she's done a good job with that. People know who she is. Six weeks ago, nobody knew who the hell she was, and she probably going to have a great social. I'll, I would love to see what her social media numbers were before the first episode of The Bachelor and now, and I'm giving her credit. I think that this is the way to play the game. Yeah. Get out there, be memorable, be noticed, but get the hell out before you have an obligation to a bunch of stuff that you may not like. The big thing would be is if she gets invited to Bachelor in Paradise. That would be the, if she's really, really well, looking no, for no, the, no, the She's already says she wants Bachelor in Paradise. Isn't that where they, they get it on the whole time? All yeah. the, there's some of that that happens, but it's more drama than that. You know, that's what no, keeps the My guess is yeah, if, if she qualifies, I don't know if you can quit and come back, but my guess is the answer is yes to that. Because I think that she's gotten some fame out of this. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that she's played it just right. Smile and Mark says there are some... <laughs> we will get to the uh, conversation that you have with your friend about the Tucker Putin interview tomorrow. Remind me to do that because sometimes I'll say that and then you know how I am. Yeah, we saw him gotten to, to my letter from Finland. Oh, yeah. Well, well you know what? We'll get, we'll get tomorrow, the, your friend's conversation about that and then, the snail Wednesday, mail. Uh, then Thursday we'll do... Uh, the snail mail from Finland. He's uh, <laughs> he's a, he's, a, he's Finland's favorite podcaster. Is this Jared Yamamoto? Mm-hmm. Apparently, or is it a podcast of your radio no, show? No, or somebody your podcast? Heard, somebody heard Nightcap uh, over the AM, oh, okay. and they picked it up. I guess on a shortwave radio uh, oh. over in Finland. Now are they, they one of those weirdos who just sent, who wants a patch or something because they heard you? Not yeah. that you're a weirdo. Like these, there's these people. I can't remember what you call them, um, but they just they Dorks. sit and. Li- all right. hey. <laughs> They're not killing people, all right? They're doing <laughs> so they, they like down, give them- they exactly like a radio nerd. They do sure. AM things uh and so they got it off the AM. Yes. Because the seven- FM ain't gonna go to Correct. Finland, did you say or Holland? Yes, Finland. So- all right, I'd love to talk more about that, but I can't get past we have to end with this. There is a scientist apparently <laughs> who is growing testicles in a lab. <laughs> And his last name is Gonin, which is pretty close to oh. Gonin. <laughs> In fact, I changed it from Gonad to Gonin. What? It's is- a lie. <laughs> or, I mean, they're a lie. I don't know. I just saw the headline. I was just just before we came back from break, so I haven't read the story. I don't know what the it's purpose. Probably to replace ones that have been um, removed right. because of. But cancer. don't they just put like uh, they put fake ones in there? Well, well why put, not like, get a real one? Well, you're not going to hook them back up and make them work, That's are just you? One you don't little two. Two. What? Yeah. You don't need two. I do. But it seems to me, with the sex toy industry being able to make things lifelike, you would be able to put a dud in there it's and make it feel working. like it's real life. It probably works. Well, you got to go in there, you got to hook it back up to that tube, and then have little, children you, in. You know how you put it in your deferons? mouth like, to get a, The vast deferons? Like a shoelace. Which sounds fray. like something fancy at a French restaurant. Vast oh. oh, deferons. The foie gras and the vast, vast deferons. Vec de lou. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you got to read that story. I mean, it's funny, the headline, but I bet you it's for a good reason. Uh, oh, it's a lady. 
It's oh. not a, that's not a dude name. Oh, I just she read shouldn't that. be allowed to do it then. No, hey, what is? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what they say in the Hollywood movies? Only gay What's people that? can play gay people. I think oh, only yeah. men should be scientists who work on men things. Maybe this will be a bad soundbite. Maybe you're bad. bad one plus boy. one equals two testicles in our show. <laughs> oh, Kirby, <laughs> thank you, Mr. Smart. All right, that music's telling us two things. Shut the hell up and get the hell out. Shall we end here, or is there anything else? I think we're going to end here for today. <laughs> That's what I think. And we'll talk about the other things we didn't talk about tomorrow. That's how we'll do it. It's a tease. All right, we're going to come back tomorrow. There's the tease. I already blew it. We're going to come back tomorrow and do another big show. Shelly Winter's up next. She's going to have a great show for Boss you. Boss, I like that horizontal promotion oh, there. I like love that. love it, huh? you. He likes that horizontal it's promotion. It's like handing a baton I, to the next runner. I love Here's being Here's the ho- baton. I, I love being Shelly. horizontal. Hand it over. <laughs> Here's the baton, Shelly. Oh. We're back tomorrow. Another big, great, another great radio show, 4 p.m. You're all invited to join us. But until then, continue on the journey. I do not piss off the Jeep. Thanks for listening to the Bon Hessler Doctrine podcast. Remember, you can hear the show from 4 to 7 on 95.5 WSB and follow the Doctrine on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter for even more content.